Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. So without any further ado, I wanted to invite today one of the women who works on our team, who has been in corporate environments, in sales. She's actually been on the podcast before about being in a sales role and joining our team in a sales role. So I'd like, thank you for coming back, Melissa. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here again. So, you know, we're we're starting this series with the podcast that is aimed at you know, a female audience for women, but I want to encourage all men to also stick around and hear this because today's topic is one that Melissa and I got to have a very honest conversation about off the microphone. And I feel like it's a topic that if I was trying to have it with someone I didn't know as well, that it wouldn't be as honest and as raw. And I think for, I think women, you will appreciate hearing this, talking about this, because I'm sure you've had your own experiences for men. You've probably had these experiences in your office, in your companies, in your workplaces, and it made you uncomfortable. You weren't really sure how to handle it. You uh, might have judged someone unconsciously because of this. And so if you would like to have a better business, if you'd like to have a more diverse company, which results in higher revenues, which results in a better working atmosphere, your people being able to give each other what they need, you need to listen to this today because we are going to talk about emotions, emotions in the workplace. And before asking Melissa a few questions, I, you know, if you, I'm sure a lot of you know, I'm like this super reader. I read everything. I love to write. It's been very therapeutic for me. And I want to read you just a couple little things that I found because you could find a lot on the internet. And so when it comes to emotions, you know, women often cry and they cry at work and it's because they're angry. Women feel that they they have the inability to express anger because it's this phenomenon and they don't feel that they they can express emotionally. Women tend to come under greater scrutiny than men. And for instance, women incur social and economic penalties for expressing masculine type emotions because then they're violating this, you know, women, a woman being dominant. But then they're also judged as overly emotional and lacking emotional control when they cry. And it's this constraint on women's behavior in the workplace that is why you know, I think women sometimes struggle with their emotions. And I want all of you men out there to understand what is going on in our heads because Melissa and I can have this candid conversation. And we're going to give you some examples. We're going to like, because both Melissa and I have been, I like to call it big girls who have cried. (laughs) Would you say that's true? I would say that's definitely true. And if you know Melissa and I in any type of environment, you know that we are very strong, very direct, very Like we say it how it is. We're not afraid to give people our opinions, how we're, you know, like what's going on with us. And, you know, Melissa, let's just kind of if you could just start sharing from like when you first started working when you were what, 21, 22, 
maybe just a couple little instances where you remember like, oh my gosh, I totally lost it. Or I cried. I did this. And like what, what you felt the outcome was or how you were treated. Let's just start there with the situation. We can both share some of those and then, you know, how we've seen it change or progress and and what people can do when they have those situations. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, I've had so many jobs in so many industries, but definitely one that sticks out was when I first got into recruiting and I would get a little frustrated and I wasn't sure, you know, either I candidate didn't get the job or, you know, maybe they, they didn't accept the offer. And so I was really excited to get things going, but then really disappointed. And I just, I didn't know how to manage the emotion. Like from the, so, so you're recruiting people, you're in like, was it a corporate environment? It was medium-sized business. Okay. But I felt like it was run basically corporate. Okay. And Um, you had people above you? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of the low man on the totem pole, but still a very important job, right? Because we're trying to get people into positions to, to satisfy these requirements for our clients. Okay. And, you know, you're working really hard. You, you've got candidates. You, they get the interview. You go through the whole process. And then, you know, they decide they're going to decline the opportunity. And okay. you're like, you put all this time and effort into it. And just pure frustration. Just like, what do you mean they're not taking the job? And I think when, you know, that happened in the beginning, I just, I cried. That was how right. I let out my, my, like, my energy. And it wasn't because, like, I was, I was sad. But I was more just like, oh, gosh, angry. Right. And I remember quickly as, as when that happened, I, I felt embarrassed to be crying at work. Right. I'm this like 25 year old. But mm-hmm. also like it was like, oh, gosh, she's crying. You know, like that immediate. What are we going to do with this? How do I get her to calm down? What was the ratio of men to women? I'd say team of 10. There were two or three women. OK. And I'd say I was probably one of the youngest, but I was, you know, I was ready for it, ready to learn and and grow. But. I remember very quickly when that happened, when I was crying, I kind of got pulled aside and said, I really need you to contain your your emotions. You know, we just, it's, it doesn't really look good to to the higher ups. They kind of feel like you're unstable. And <laughs> sorry. I know it's now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny when you, you think back to it or even when you put it into words, but I was like, oh gosh, now I'm like, now I'm threatening my own employment, right? Because so that, then you start crying even more. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, oh, I just want to go home so that I can like cry this out and then come back to work the next day. So, you know, I think, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but you you quickly learn how to adapt and make sure that you're not out of control emotionally, right? Because that's a trigger for everybody. And that's like a, it's like a target on your back. Like, oh gosh, we don't want to give Melissa this bad news <laughs> or how is she going to take it the next time this happens again? Right. And it's almost like a fear of, emotions because I think sometimes people don't understand what the emotion means and it was at a it it really wasn't until the last year for me when I was at an event where you know it was it was a speaking event where people were learning how to present and then when the women would get up it was pretty equal men and women and when the women would get up a lot of them would cry and the the person who was leading this event Renee Rodriguez who is now a very close friend of mine and a mentor he said in one of the the situations, and it was like an aha moment to me, he literally, because he probably knew, okay, there's, you know, seven or eight men here. He's this really big guy and the women are getting up and they, they're starting to cry in the front of the room. And he, he stopped the event and he said, guys, I need, I need to make sure everyone understands something right now. Do you know why she's crying? And, you know, everybody's like looking and we're like, 
you know, and even I was like looking, I'm like, yeah, the story was kind of sad. It was this, <laughs> like, like, you know, and he said, she's crying because she's frustrated at herself right now because she wants to do a good job. She's passionate about the message she's trying to relay and she can't get it out or she feels like this is frustration. Women cry because they're frustrated or they're passionate about something. Right. And, you know, like you were saying, so I think one of the first issues is this misconception of what the emotion means, because, you know, you could have a guy who hangs up the phone, the guy in in. His reaction might be, oh, fuck, yeah, shit, you know, uh, stands off, slams the door, and nobody thinks anything of it. Yep. Running down the hall, I need to go yeah. take a cigarette okay, break. Okay, did you see that? Yeah. Because, oh, again, it was I was in a group of recruiters, and it was mostly all guys. There was one other girl, but she was younger than me, also no experience. And, yeah, slam the phone down. I'm not, I'm tired of this. I need to go take a smoke break, you know? Like, oh. Yeah, I don't smoke, but yeah, can I get a break? Yeah. <laughs> Just they needed to, you know, cool off. Yeah. They were expressing it in the way that was natural to them and the way that is natural to you or to me or to anyone else is not the same. Men and women are different, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it was something that I I read in a book that was like this also, like I've had all these, you know, because I've never read certain books except in the last year or two. In this one book that is called Sacred Success talks about how men and women want success and wealth and power for different reasons. Like we both have the same drives, which we've talked about, but we want it for different reasons. For example, you know, men like the prestige. They like the success. They want to see their name on a building. Whereas if you if you ask a woman or tell a woman, hey, this job, you could make so much money or, you know, you'll have influence, you'll have this. It's not enough to make her take like a huge leap or a chance. Right. But you tell her that the money they can make can impact the lives of other people. And that literally can drive them into, you know, taking a chance. Right. Because for us, it's these emotional connections of how we emotionally connect with everything we do. That's just naturally who we are. We have higher, you know level levels of hormones in our body, like just things that we respond. And I did the same thing. I did the same thing when I first started working at at a, the first mortgage company. I didn't have the accounting firm. And now when I look back, but, you know, I tell this story that it happened to me ever since I was in high school. And I didn't realize it until I saw like when Renee said this at this event. So I was play, I played sports. I played field hockey and I always would dive into everything. And I was very aggressive. I was this very aggressive athlete. And it paid off for me because I ended up getting a full athletic scholarship to a division one school. I was one of 18 All-Americans in the whole country. Like I got carded every <laughs> single solitary game, right? You got the yellow card, the red card, yellow card every game. And then I did get some red cards. And I will never forget this one game when this ref, this guy, it was a guy and he carded me and he called me over because what would happen is I would be running down the field and uh, like a girl would get in front of me and I would just rail her over <laughs> like and I wouldn't mean to, but she'd get in my way. Yeah. She didn't know how to move her feet, like rail her over or and because I was just going and this ref called me over and he's like, and, you know, I'm giving you this card, but I, I need you to to tone it down. I need you to be less aggressive. Like he said that to me, 
Yeah, be less aggressive in a in a coll- or in a collegiate or high school sport. Like, isn't that the whole point? Right. Like, <laughs> I wasn't trying. Like, it wasn't like I was trying to hurt someone. I was just fast. I was strong. Do you think there has ever been a boy who played lacrosse or football and the ref has told them to not be as aggressive on the field? Do you think that's ever happened? I wouldn't think so, but <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, trying to hurt someone like right. that's out of control. Good. Like there's a difference, Correct. right? But I'm talking being told to be less aggressive with how you're playing. And it it just it was one of those things now when I look back and I see that because back then I didn't know what to think. I was 16 years old. Like it was frustrating. But then when I got into the workplace and I had the same experience every week, I would cry. I would cry. I'd cry about this. I'd cry about that. And I was surrounded by a lot of women, luckily. So it wasn't as difficult. It Mm -hmm. was more difficult when I got into some environments with men. But I think the point of what I want to make sure that we end with after we talk about some of these experiences is what what can people do? What can men do? What can other women do? Right. To make it okay because it is not okay for the person you worked for to say the things that they said to you. Yeah. It's not. Totally agree. I, and I think that's I think that's why we're here, right? Like that's why we're having this podcast, just because I, we need to be channeling things differently. We need to be having a different conversation about it. How Can to, you share like a situation? Because you've you've had a situation while you've worked for us for the last year where you cried, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. So can you share that situation, how it was different so somebody can hear how it was handled differently than the one that you had before? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, you know, we're getting close to a, a closing, right? And a situation had got held up. The appraisal needed to be fixed and the appraiser was death in the family. It's just a fluke thing, right? Things that, and so we weren't closing on time and, you know, agents yelling at me and I know that they're frustrated. They want to close on time. And I tried to explain the situation and just again, full of just like feeling like I'm disappointing people and, and just like feeling out of control, right? Like I can't fix the situation even though right. I, like I want to. And so, you know, I, I called Andre and, you know, I'm upset because I've got a million other things to do. And, you know, I start crying like, and he's like, Melissa, get it out. I just need you to get this out because I need you to be composed when you're dealing with the clients. Like, and I'm like, I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be like this. I'm trying to get it together. And he's like, no, I need you to cry it out. Like, and I've never, you know, I say this all the time, but I've never worked in an environment where I was like allowed to cry, encouraged to cry, encouraged to just like let it all out and scream and yell at him just so that I can get the energy out because he knew that once I got it all out, I was going to be fine. And it's true. Like I just needed to like get the energy out. Right. Right. And so that's so different, right? That's the environment. That's why I'm here, right? It's the environment that I wanted to be in to allow like me to be myself and not change me, not tell me, oh, I need to tone it down or, you know, oh, you know, I need to get off the phone so I don't feel embarrassed to my boss. Yeah. And I think that's a game changer. That's that's the culture I've always been looking for and didn't know it existed, right? I mean, you don't really think that no. that's an option. No. When you're when you're in corporate America and so Yeah. And what's been really interesting, and I'm sure you've seen it a little bit, is that because, you know, I'm a woman and because Andre is so great about, you know, letting people be who they are, we not only have women who get emotional, we have men who get emotional here. Yeah. Because I think men really deep down are just as emotional as women. Mm -hmm. Maybe they, you know, and I do think they express it in different ways. But I think for, I think the lesson here is for, any man who's listening or if you're a woman like 
we need to like create these safe spaces for all of us to because it's not about being sad. Like it shouldn't be an embarrassment thing. Right. Somebody slamming a phone down, slamming a door, saying an F word is the same thing as some uh, as someone who needs to cry. Everybody has their own way of expressing it. But what frustrates me is this, you know, kind of like what I read before we started is it's this judgment. It's these stereotypes of what crying means, that it's a weakness. I don't think it's a weakness. I actually now, the more I understand and know about emotions, I think it's a strength. I think it's a strength. Yeah. And let's maybe visit here before we get into maybe some actionable items. Let's talk about the opposite side. So you've got the crying part. But one of the things I've experienced and, you know, I'm curious if you've experienced this is the opposite. So when women so I, I think I shared this with you, I call it the three A's. So when women are angry, aggressive, assertive. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times you hear where somebody will say that woman's difficult. They're aggressive. Right. Like they mix up. You can be you can be an assertive woman, but you're not angry. Right. And you're not aggressive. Right. You're just assertive. Right. Right. You're telling it how it is. You're not sugarcoating it. And we get judged for that, too. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So we're like constantly on this tight, like this tight wire of like how we're supposed to act and who's going to judge us and how do we say it and how does it come across? It's like, holy shit. Like, can't we just be who we are? So, I mean, maybe if you could share with me, if you've ever had situations like that or a situation or anything like with, hey, I know that I was being this way because this is what was told to me or said or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like it's aggressive is almost like my middle name. And it's just because I'm I am so passionate and I I work so hard and I I I want a lot in life. You know, I don't want to just sit back. I'm up early. You know, I stay up late, like I'm just ready to go. But I think. Like you said, it, it's definitely assertiveness. You know, like I'm going to put myself out there and and I'm going to make the calls and I'm going to tell you how, how I'm going to be and how I'm going to help you grow your business. And, you know, I want that business and I, I have lots of goals. And I think when you're having these conversations with people, yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, she's like, she wants too much. Like she's, she works too hard. She's mm. <laughs> grinding too much, right? That girl never stops working. Well, I it's because I have big goals and big dreams. And oh my God. Stuff we got to overcome. I don't think that that's being aggressive. I think that's just a a matter of, you know, seeing what the goal is and then getting it. Yep. And, you know, we we shared yesterday, I was showing you some of the some of the aggressive messages. I went through the same thing at the last job that I was at. And when we were parting ways, the common message that we heard was that Oh, Megan's so uh, Megan's so difficult. She's so difficult. She's aggressive. I was the only one in our group that included other people in meetings and asked them to do like I was collaborative. I was welcoming. I shared. And but I was difficult because I was assertive with what I wanted. Right. And I went after what I wanted. And you, you know, said you probably said what or you did what you said you were going to do. I did what I Pe- said. People can't, I feel like they can't see that, right? They, they're big talkers and they don't want to walk the walk. And then it's like, we come in and we, we're doing it. We're doing it all. And it's like, oh. And it's intimidating, right? And, that, and that's, that's the other word that I've heard a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of people, once they get to know me, and I'm sure you have the same thing, they're like, gosh, like 
I was so intimidated, right? Or people say Megan's intimidating, Melissa's intimidating. And it took me a very long time to be able to be like, because at first I was like, well, what am I doing? What, like, what am I doing to come across as intimidating? And then finally I was like, I'm not doing anything. Just it's not yourself. that I'm intimidating. It's that they are intimidated. Right. If I was sitting here with like Serena Williams, would she say I was intimidating? No. No. But, but you probably, you might feel, oh, she's intimidating. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, because it's all perspective and it's the person who is thinking it. Right. But she's just another person. She puts on pants the same way we do. Yeah. So for, she just has big goals. <laughs> exactly. So for, and I think this is a good message for both women and men, whatever you are, whatever assumption, whatever opinion you have, that is yours. You need to own that. And if you want the honest truth about what somebody's feeling and what their actions are, like what's behind their actions, you need to ask them. You need to figure out a way to support how that person responds in situations. If someone in, is intimidating or you think they're difficult, I, I just challenge you to start looking internally at yourself. Look at yourself. Look at the team members that maybe somebody's having, you know, in my situation, like you said, I was being very assertive with going after what we were supposed to be going after. And there was someone who did not like that. Right. And it caused a lot of problems. And it was so, so it, it was the first time that that year was the first time I cried. I mean, I would drive up to the office and I'd bawl my eyes out because I was so frustrated. Like you said, frustrated. <laughs> I was so frustrated because there was nothing I could do. And I was I knew I was getting seen in a way that I wasn't. Right. They're putting you in a box. Yeah. So and I guess tell me if this was the same place, the place that you were doing recruiting. Did any of the situations where your emotions kind of took over, right? Things like this were happening. Did it affect you promotion wise? Did it affect you with, you know, your long term goals at the company? Because I think a lot of women are leaving companies. And I think that this is a really big reason. I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I had been coached along the way. You need to get your emotions in check. You know, if you ever want to get into into you know the next level, you know, are, are you going to be able to be in front of clients like that? And, you know, I, I tried to explain to them, I, of course, I, I know how to put on the face when you're in front of a client. You keep it together, right? So that you're controlled and, you know, you know what's going on and it's okay if, if you didn't get the sale, you still have to be explained to or you still have to you know, be okay with that, right? You're not going to win every deal. But yeah, it, it was one of those things. I proved myself. I went from basically the the worst team member as far as productivity to the best. I, I was working really, really hard, always trying to get better. And then it's like, when is that next level? What else do I need to do to get to that next level? And the response was always, well, management just thinks you're a little too emotional for that role. But you were of your whole sales group, you were one of the top? I was the top. The top. The top. I, the I was top. tracking it. I was tracking it. I said, how can I get to the top? And because did they ever talk to you about how do we go into more of a, you know, leadership role? Rarely. It was more me pushing. When will I get that next role? When, when is the next sales position? At what point do we need to be growing so quickly that you have to add another position? With me owning a company, having someone that I knew worked hard and wanted to be the best, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want someone in a role like yeah that led other people and pushed other people right right so so too emotional to get promoted right so then at that point i i really started you know and i was kind of living and breathing the culture right i was that company i was a lifer in my mind you know granted i was 25 but but 
So I decided, well, I guess there's not no opportunity here for me anymore. I, I really have done what I needed to do. If they don't want to promote me or there's no end in sight here, it's time to look other places. So mm-hmm. I, I did that. And then, you know, six weeks later, someone, they ended up letting go. And then they called me in and asked me if I wanted the position. Mm-hmm. I was I was really confused. I was frustrated again, right? Because it's like, wait, I thought six weeks ago I was too emotional. But now there's this need. It's a great opportunity. You know, in the meantime, I had found another job and I was going to take that, but it was going to be a lateral move. It really wasn't career wise what I wanted, but I just I didn't know what to do. And I felt like almost sucked back in again. It was slightly manipulative, really, just because I didn't change. Nothing had changed about me. I was still recruiting hard. And then they moved me into that role. And, you know, all of a sudden, again, I was fine. But it was because they they had a need and I was the next person up. And they also probably didn't want to lose their absolute top number one recruiting person. Yeah, I think they had to know that, not that I was on my way out, but that, you know, my attitude had changed a bit. Probably not for the best, but I mean, you keep getting pushed down. <laughs> what do you expect? Right. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I moved into that role and that's great, you know, but still, I, I always felt like, oh, it was never going to be good enough anyway, so... Right. And and you and you, you were making good money at this company, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Six, and I was six figures, right? I, yeah, I was growing. The and business. you left that to come join our company where you literally had no guarantee of any income. Yeah. None. No. But, it, you know, it's always about the culture, right? It's all it's half about who your boss is. And, and so <laughs> People I, I hope jobs. you're hearing this. <laughs> I hope you're hearing this business owners, leaders of teams like your number one best people. If they don't feel like you support them if they don't feel like you get who they are what they're working towards that they're not making forward movement and and in this episode we're talking about emotions because for melissa and i this came into play but i guarantee you if you got all of your women together in a room and you talked about this topic i guarantee you'd have a really interesting conversation that you've never had but take this you want to make your company better you want to make more money have the conversation figure out how you know, start by telling them, hey, I want you guys to figure out how to support each other and then tell me how I can start supporting you. And then you need to start then working with the other men if there's any issues on that side. Yeah. Like that is something that needs to start happening because this they call it the opt out revolution. I think it is where there there's no changes in like women going to higher level positions. And but yet and I've shared the numbers before. I won't even go into it. And there's so many reasons for it. But I think this emotions thing is just such a huge, it's just such a huge issue for all of us. Now, I will say, and this is like one of the next pieces here, is the for me, like same thing, like you, you have to keep working through it, right? The difficult situations are when we get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And then for me, the more difficult the situation got, the more like I I don't cry as much. The only time I have, because I've owned my own business for the last eight years, the only time when I went and worked for someone else who where I was really constricted and refined. But so for me, though, I tried to like avoid difficult situations. Like some of my employees used to call me a dancer because I dance around things. Right. But the first lawsuit I got hit with, a non-compete lawsuit, I, I was terrified. Like I thought it was the end of the world. Right. And I remember someone saying to me, I wouldn't look at it as the end of the world. He's the guy was like, that means somebody's intimidated by you and doesn't want you to work. Like you should take that as a compliment. They are intimidated by you. And the only way they can try to push you around 
if you didn't mean anything and they weren't terrified of you, they wouldn't be pushing a lawsuit against you right. to not compete. And I was like, huh, okay. It's really just the next challenge, right? If you can get over that, you could probably do anything. Yeah. And 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 then for then the next kind of piece was, you know, hating to go through like, okay, firing someone, telling them that, you know, it wasn't working out, like all those hard situations, like we 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 back off of them. We don't like them, but it's only through hard situations that we are leaders. It's the only way that we become leaders that we start building that tough shell, I think. And we still are going to have those emotional moments, but then it's our job to help the people, you know, with us to say, hey, it's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to feel this way. It's just feelings. Yeah. I, I think the other thing too is that not all emotions are bad. You know, like, I i mean, going back to the crying thing, like, I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I am cry when I'm angry. I cry when I'm frustrated. Like, it's just literally how I get my emotions out. Like, so, and and sometimes my emotions are, are motivating to people because I push hard. Yeah, and, you know, what would a tip be for, because I don't want to come on here as, you know, I want to have, I want people to have some key walkaway points if you are emotional, right? And I don't want it to be, don't cry, learn how to not cry. That That's for me, <laughs> That that's not, right? That's not, not the, super productive. No, right? So I guess what would be some tips that you could give any women listening if they do struggle with, you know, having a hard time controlling it? Like, are there things that you've learned that it's like, okay, I can, I know I'm going to cry for five minutes. I need to go do this. Or is there something that they can say to the person they're working with or for, you know, I guess that's the angle I'd like you to address for anyone listening. Yeah. I think you just need to, one of the big things is, is figuring out how you need to channel it. Right. For me, I just got to get it out and then I can move on and it can be a quick thing for others. Maybe it just means journaling it, right. Mm. You know, writing it down. Why are you actually feeling angry and how will you how will you like? Yeah, I, I, I same thing. I've been right. Like it's kind of why we started the podcast and writing. I get that. What if they're right in that situation and it's not like where they they go home and they're writing like they're right there at work, right? They just had this explosive situation. Like, is there anything that you have found that has helped you like take a deep breath, collect yourself? Yeah, I think take a deep breath and then really just sit and think about like what are the facts here and what's the emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think. I think if you can figure out what is the the core issue and what are what are the the specific details about it, then how can you move forward with that? You know, by keeping yep. yourself educated, you can you can you can make an educated response. You can right. respond, you know, appropriately. For me, I like to ask questions of people. Yeah, you're you're excellent at that. Yeah, I mean, you've heard I have a literally I have a recording of being fired, and <laughs> right, like. Learned a lot from that. <laughs> and and that was after lawsuits, right? right? So I've gotten through the stuff and it was, okay, I want to know the facts. Right. So can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? Can you tell me this? And it's amazing because if somebody's kind of coming at you or making you feel that way and you start asking questions, then it's putting the spotlight back on them and making them really self-assess why they're saying, right? So let's go back to your situation with the, right, the old boss, for example, right? And you said, Tell me again what they said to you when they pulled you aside. That I was too emotional mm -hmm. about the you, you said when you'd start crying, they would pull you aside and said the higher ups. Right. Oh, yeah. The management said that they don't you know, they think you're too emotional for this and, and I need you to you know be controlled and 
you know, he, he actually taught me some things on how to not cry in the moment. Oh yeah. What did it, what was, <laughs> what was his suggestion? <laughs> if you drink water, you, your body physically can't cry. So I always, I'm walking into a difficult situation. I always take a water bottle. Right. Fun fact there. But. And so a little like live scripting, right? Because <laughs> I, I, it blows my mind that that was the suggestion. So who, like, if I was you, it's around, okay, control my emotions. What do you think my emotions mean? Why do you think I'm crying right now? It's a, it's a great way to put it back. Because what it can do is asking that person, why, why do you think I'm crying right now? Because if you can get them to think through, well, well, you're crying because the person didn't take the position, right? So what does that mean? That means you care about this company. Why is that a bad thing? You make them think through yeah. how they're just not being fair and logical. And it really can help those situations. So you might not be able to change people, but you can get them to think differently through your questions. I think it also, and what I've learned from you is it, it kind of puts the accountability back on them. Yes. You know, it's, it's a way for to kind of call them out and say, okay, well, you say I'm not a good fit, but like, tell me then why I'm not a good fit. Instead of just them being able to kind of cop out and just make a blanket excuse of why you're getting let go or why it's not working out for this situation. Right. And like you said, there were guys that were doing other actions, right? How do you, like, when I get angry, do you think that the reaction I'm having is because I'm sad that this person's not joining? <laughs> no, I'm not sad. I don't even know the person, right? I care about this company. How, do, how does Bob react? Well, even when they say that, you know, oh, well, Bob turns out and they would say Bob's too emotional, right? But it's like, but why is that bad? Like, are we robots? <laughs> like, it's a stressful business, you know? It, it sucks losing the job or, or losing the deal, but you still got to deal with it. I agree. I agree. And so let's look at just a couple more actionable things that, you know, can help. So, you know, I was trying to give some examples here so people listening could hear because I do this with our team all the time when we're practicing scripting and selling. Literally create a cheat sheet for yourself, like best questions to ask in situations where you're getting objections, right? Or create a cheat sheet for yourself, once again, that you can go and look at, right? I also put on here, call attention to your team when women are not being given the same judgments, acknowledgments, if they're being interrupted, not listened to. Like, really pay attention to that. We, we You know, I, I truly think sometimes people don't know what they do. And, and I've had to do that. I, in the past year, I've done it twice. I was on a board. There were no other women. All the men were making suggestions. It was all men they were suggesting because that's who they're comfortable with. And I'm like, guys, I like y'all, but we need some more women on this, in this group. Like, that's, this isn't cool. If you're in a group and same thing, you, let's say another woman in the group starts getting emotional, you need to be the one that stands up and is like, all right, get it out. That's awesome. I'm glad you're like, let the other people know, like, I support what you're doing. Yeah. Anybody else have any issues? Anybody want to talk? Take the attention away for a minute. Yeah. I mean, you even said that, I, th I think, when you were in that role, the last role, you know, no one really stood up. They knew they you knew that they supported yes. you. Right. And you, you knew that they had your back. But yet when push came to shove, no one actually stood up and was like, hey, this is this is crap. The way that Megan was treated. Like, again, why did she get fired? But, and it's a fear thing, right? Because they don't want to get put in that situation. Do you think finding a mentor who is like a woman who has power getting feedback from them would be helpful for people? Yeah. I mean, I think mentors are always obviously great, but especially someone, if, if that's someone that uh, you admire and, you know, maybe they've dealt with the similar things, similar situations, I feel like they could help tell you 
how to overcome some of that. No. So I think that this, you know, we probably could talk for way too long. (laughs) So I'm glad that we had this conversation. We shared some of these examples because I wanted other people to hear them because I don't think everyone talks about the bad day they had at work where they were bawling their eyes out. And then someone didn't treat them well and it turned into like an entire 24 hours of feeling horrible. Yeah. And so, you know, if you've had that situation, you know, we'd love to hear you know, what your situation is, if you need any advice on it, you know, this is, if this is something that any women out there just really need to, you know, get off your chest, ask opinion, just, you know, get, get some, a woman's advice on how to handle it. Or, you know, you can email the collabs email, which is hello at the collablife.com. But we are going to wrap up here and, you know, but we will be back with these women's episodes. We're going to come back. We're going to share more just topics that, that us as women deal with in our careers and the businesses that we're running and starting, you know, and we're going to have some topics on family. Like I don't feel we're one dimensional can just focus on business. I think that women who want to have a family, you can do that running a business, being in sales, but like you have to have it together. Right. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for sharing some of your personal stories today. I know it's not easy, Melissa, so I appreciate it. No, happy to be here and always happy to, you know, talk it out with you. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. If you like this episode, if you want to hear more about uh, the topics that women are facing in the workplace, if you, you know, if there is a specific topic, you know, we'd love to get your opinion. We'd love for you to leave a review, to leave a comment on that review. Let us know so that we do more of the things that you would like to hear. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at 4 o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com. 